You're listening to Marcy Lynn once again on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Thank you, Harry. Happy Thursday. Happy Black History, American History Month. I'm here with y'all with, and I'm going to tell you, you know how you watch people move? You don't get a lot of time to spend with them, but just watch people move. I'm here with my brother, Sean on deck reads who is way more than an activist he's way more than that so we're going to learn a little bit more you know how i do the ungoogleable so i made him do some work and you're about to find out some things you may not know about one of our strongest black men in new haven hi sean good morning good morning marcy how are you i am just better than fantastic it's my black history month it's my birthday month got you on my show (laughs) wow you know, what else can a girl ask for besides the thank you to the gentleman that just saved me in my car, not wanting to move out of gear. So, Sean. Thank you to him. Yes. I'm here. I'm here. I'm a few minutes late. Next week, I'm going to be on time. I'm already talking, speaking it into existence. So, I have some questions for Sean. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free to put it in the chat um, on our Facebook you have to go to New Haven Independent and then search. Oh, no, go to Facebook and then search New Haven Independent. I said that backwards. But, again, <sighs> Sean, what drives you? So what drives me now is uh, change. Mm. It's important that we change the direction of our community. Mm. You know, our kids are suffering. They're dying almost every day. Yes. Most people don't believe in black people anymore. No. So, um, not at all. I'm driven to change all of those outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know, change outcome. the systematic racism that we cause for ourselves. For ourselves, but then mm-hmm. also the oppression that's been put on us of um, course. for decades before us, you know, and I believe that mankind needs an upgrade. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. Uh, without black people, being upgraded mankind can't do better than it's, it's an equality yeah right? equality and humane thing yeah definitely it's it's definitely something that i always expect to face it is a barrier that we have within our community and i do a lot you know just to encourage people and that's the me that's really the meaning for my show i want people to be encouraged i want people to understand that there are people out there that they may not know right here that are willing to encourage them along the way. Um, so you do a lot of activities, but just give me what a couple of types, because I know you have tons of them, but give me as many as you'd like to, because this is your hour. So um, over the last few years, I've gotten into gardening. Gardening is a huge activity, something that I really, really love. Mm-hmm. Um, I found a lot of peace inside the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also found that... Uh, my brothers like to commune inside the garden as well. Okay. So yes. know, we're not just digging holes and planting things. We're actually uh, planting seeds within each other mm, um, mm. and growing ourselves together. That's so beautiful. You know, and it's been a long time um, since we've been doing those things. So, you know, the garden is. And I know there's probably a lot of people that had no idea that that was going on. I do because I, I'm, I, I'm like, I plant sage and 
strawberries. I'm one of those people. Right. And I have them in my house, out my house. Um, as far as like leaf plants, I, I'd kill those. But anything that I can eat, <laughs> I can grow. And I've never figured that out. Definitely. So what other activities do you do? Uh, bike riding. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I bought myself a bike okay. uh, a couple of years ago um, and found that, you know, it was a very relaxing exercise. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was very invigorating. It allowed me a lot of time to think um, during the time that I'm on the road, mm -hmm. you know, uh, winding your face, all of those good things. Um, I enjoy being a dad. Yes. You know, uncle, great uncle, all of those things. And, you know, I enjoy life. As you should. You know, as, as you should. And because you enjoy life, people can enjoy life within you, you know, whenever you're around. I'm one of those people. I, I, I know you are one of those people, too, no matter what situation we're in, whether it's you know, we're at a march or we're at a rally or unfortunate event of balloon, whatever. We bring a light because we're coming to support whether we know or not, you know. And I didn't realize that till recently when I just show up, just show up and bring you, you know, and bring you. And I appreciate that about you. So I, I like I said, I watch you move. And I sometimes that's all you need is just to watch somebody move. Thank you. So we... um are in a situation where you are desperately needed. And I'm so glad that you stepped up. But I'm gonna ask you, why did you join CT Against Gun Violence team? Um, 11 years ago, my oldest son was killed. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It is okay. Um, it's a pain that's never gonna go away. Never, ever. Uh, but at the same time, during his funeral, um, I was met by so many children, right, um, calling me uncle, you know, calling me, uh, some calling me dad mm -hmm. and things like that. And then to see some of those same kids tragically murdered mm -hmm. uh, year after year after year, right after my son um, put me in a space. Yeah. Uh, I ran into Jeremy Stein, which is my executive director for Connecticut Against Gun Violence. We had several conversations yes. back Hi, and Jeremy. forth uh, mm -hmm. before. Um, I had never really gotten as much information as I needed to about Connecticut against gun violence. And then the city of New Haven uh, had an RFP to put in mm. for a blueprint for Office of Violence Prevention. Mm -hmm. So I put in for the grant, Connecticut against gun violence, put in for the grant. They won the award. Um, and my boss eventually reached out to me. You know, he started mm -hmm. asking people around the city, um, who should he talk to? Um, and I won't say who told him not to speak to me, but, you know. You know what? Those are our inspirators. Right. The one person yeah. or, or a couple of people. They encourage us. They don't even know they're encouraging us. That really didn't. That, that. that told him not to speak to me. Um, everyone else said I was, the, I was the perfect person for the job. Right. So, you know, we had a long conversation. Um, I got to know a lot more about the organization. Mm -hmm. You know, I know that they're a white led organization. They focus yeah. a lot more on laws. But, you know, they were really, really adamant about um, coming into communities of color of and helping us address our gun violence. Of course. Problem. Of course. And that's amazing. I mean, it doesn't matter where it comes from as long as the seed is prop properly placed. Right. Just like the plants that you grow, you know. Definitely. So. It doesn't matter where it comes from as long as you do the right things with it as well. Because I know people have done the wrong things with it. But I see, like I said, I watch you move. So I know that the things that you wish for and hope for, you keep speaking into existence. And it's important that I make sure that I take this time to highlight 
that you are here and people need to reach out and learn things. Definitely. Okay. Especially because, you know, gun violence is not going anywhere. It has been around forever. I went back to, had a conversation with somebody about the Coliseum mm-hmm. before the Coliseum <laughs> closed. Remember? It's right. just like, that was just when people were still fighting, but then we started stabbing and then it started take away the discipline. And then now you don't value your life and it just, it has progressed. So it's time to throw the dominoes away. Definitely. Don't want to, nobody wants to play bones anymore. I'm done. You know? Right. So I need you to explain. I call it sport Academy, mm-hmm. but I always notice that it has the S P O R T. So now I call it S P O R T Academy because I don't think people know what that stands for and what it really is. It's not just about playing chess. No. So sport Academy, the word sport is an acronym. Mm-hmm. It stands for street poet, cipher, real truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came into existence in 2023. Uh, the founder, Edward Trimble, mm-hmm. uh, we call him Born Cypher, the reminder. Yes, right? yes, um, yes. He walked into my office one day. I had a print shop on Dixwell Avenue, 290. Uh, I was partnering with Cousin Twiz inside of an office. Yes, and, yes, um, yes. He's coming. I saw him last night. I told him, you coming. <laughs> and, and, and at that particular time, I was, you know, in a real heavy state of depression. Mm. I had just lost my son a couple yes. of years before. And... Um, Edward came in for business cards. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he talked to Twiz for a minute, and then he started asking me about business cards. And one one conversation led to another, and before I knew it, um, he was walking out of there as my mentor. Absolutely wonderful, yeah. and he's a wonderful person. I mean, like uh, that's like my brother. You know, so, so he's yeah. a he's a a gem and a diamond that most people don't they just don't recognize. know. They don't know. He's on he's on my list. I mean. You know, I got him and his wife because they're both know, really good friends. And, but, yeah. and, and they're youth driven and very youth focused. Oh, right? they're very so youth focused. Very youth focused. So, you know, just to explain a little bit about Sport Academy and chess, we don't teach chess, we teach life yes. in the game of chess. Yes. Right? So, you know, Sport Academy's mission is to develop uh, critical thinkers and decision makers for the future. Yes. Yep. You know, um, we, get, we, we, we allow kids to see themselves inside of the game to see that they don't have to be boxed in yes to understand that there's rules yes and lines that shouldn't be crossed yes but even inside a box things are bendable yes right um so chess in the academy allows them to see themselves in a future that currently doesn't exist yes right and it it allows them to have that creative capacity to know that um they can change indeed 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 so when I was mentioning to you that I had an idea and I'm going to put this out in the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of storefronts that have open windows. And every time I look at that, I think of the gentlemen that sit in Dunkin' Donuts, gentlemen that sit in McDonald's and they play chess. I really think that S-P-O-R-T Academy should go into those places and teach a chess game at a certain time. And, you know, maybe about three or four people and then that way you could rotate it. And then you're in an environment where our kids go into. Definitely. So I just, I saw, I saw it like a year ago maybe. And I said, this is something that you guys need to be taking advantage of these open windows, especially in the summertime. Kids don't have anything to do. Right. But if you're in spe- specific places in all of our areas, they'll be like, oh, well, we could just go watch this chess game through the window. Even if we don't want to go in, we don't want to talk to nobody today. But right. they're going to walk by that door. They're going to keep walking by. And as long as you keep going, they'll, one day they'll walk in. And it gives you an opportunity to reach out to kids in all the neighborhoods 
because they literally will be like, what on earth, what, what are they doing? So, you know, one thing I've learned, once kids touch the board, most of them don't walk away. <sighs> yeah. You know, um, I was adamant one year and maybe two years ago about giving away chess boards to the, to the city, mm-hmm. you know, so I, um, that. I was fortunate enough to partner with uh, Clifford Beards and United Way, and they gave me a few dollars to supply over mm-hmm. 100 chess boards to 100 families. Mm. You know, um, That's absolutely wonderful. Every single chess board is gone. That's absolutely you know, and, wonderful. And they were gone before the it's end of the It's such a wonderful, like, thinking game. You got to think through it. And then the conversations that you can have just playing the game. Right. It's all about strategy, which is our life. It's our life. It really is. And I really know that. I, I, I just see it. Like, every time I walk by an open window, I just see it. Listen. You just gave us an idea. I'm, I'm hoping Edward's listening to this thing. Oh, no. And if he's not, I'm, I'm going to send it to him personally. I'm actually going to send him the show and say, look, we're talking about what, what you know, move forward. That's a perfect yeah, idea. Move forward. And I got, I got your back if you need help with it. I will kindly walk into the businesses and say, you have open window I need. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, I have no problem with doing that. Appreciate so that. they call me uh, a serial knowledge person because I like to put people together. Mm-hmm. So how did you get Minister of Information? Um, I was given that term and title from Edward. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing we realized is that I had the capacity to speak, mm-hmm. you know, in a way and get messages to people um, that other people might not have been able to to disseminate. Yes. So, yes. you know, the Minister of Information is a title that I hold very dearly. Mm-hmm. Um as a community member, my job is to really get as much information into the hands of community members mm-hmm. um, that they've never actually been able to get before. Amazing. You know? Yeah, so, amazing. Um, it's just a matter of knowledge sharing. It's not a matter of closed mouths don't get fed. It's a matter of closed mouths don't feed. Right. So I have no problem. Somebody asked me a question. If I don't know it, I'm going to call somebody I know will know it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't want to wait for the information, I've done what I can do. Right. And then- so. The, the information is, you know, about jobs, um, about, you know, housing uh, help, about uh, all types of insecurities that our, that our community currently suffers from. Yeah, food right? is really a big one now. Food, um, is, food insecurity is huge. Therapy, trauma support services, you name it. Anything that I've uh, gotten information about mm-hmm. um, that I think those organizations actually are going to service my community members. They're really um, the going to do the work. Yeah. Right. Um, I pass that information on, and I'm not going to say I give it, I don't pass everyone's information on because everybody doesn't do the work properly. Isn't that something? Um, and I'm not saying they won't get there, mm-hmm. but, you know, they've been in positions in our community for long periods of time, uh, a lot of white-led organizations who don't have connections to the community members, so they didn't know how to access community members to even get them the information. Yes. You know, so the goal is to change the whole dynamics of how things are done in our community. Definitely. So my big thing with the way things are done in our community is that um, just like what I just experienced, I don't know how many people drove by me. Maybe one or two people did ask me if I was okay. I was just saying my car won't get out of care. The one gentleman that stopped, he stopped and asked the questions. And then all of a sudden, everybody else is asking me. (laughs) So it's like you have to find a leader in all situations. And once you find a leader, even the people that aren't doing the work, I feel as though there are so many organizations that are doing the same thing, and if we came together, it would be more fruitful. Yes. But then you figure out by doing that who's just there for the title or who's just there for the you know 
award, who's there, right. who's really willing to come together with someone. Um, I've actually seen a lot of people come together that were frenemies because they realized that there is something in unity. And I think we need to unite, period. Team, teamwork okay. makes a dream. Work. All right. That's and that's what I think we just need to unite. If you're doing the same thing with someone, I feel like someone copying you is the best compliment you could ever get. Especially. I'm the opposite of people. Like they go, oh, I don't like somebody stealing my idea. I did that first. I'm like, no. I said I wanted to do it. Somebody did it before me. So now I'll just help them. Right. So, you know, um, there can never be enough. Not if, at all. If we just had McDonald's and no mm -hmm. Burger King or any other hamburger yep. place, McDonald's wouldn't be able to service yeah. the, the, the world fast enough. Right? Not at all. So it's not a bad thing to duplicate some things, but then um, everything shouldn't be duplicated. No. Right? Some things you should just add on and strengthen those things. You can't do the same thing that wasn't working and think that it's going to change because you kept doing it. Right. No, no it wasn't working. No. So it's time to change your mind, you know, and then change people's mind you know, around you's mind as well. My big thing is that um, we fight, we fight, we fight, we fight. But some people fight and they don't know what, understand what they're fighting for. It's mm. Black History Month. You know, I just feel like it's American history and we're finally getting that. Right. So we have to let people know that there are people that don't want Black History Month still and they don't understand Black History. Like cities right here, nearby us of course you know they're not part of the greater new haven but they're still close enough for our kids to go there and not even not even have a black history month celebration because they just don't see it as something that's necessary don't learn our truths you know our so stories are our truths our stories are unique mm -hmm. um, they have never really been given to us mm -mm, right? not at there, all is there's a lot of hidden history mm -hmm. a lot of hidden facts um but our stories are unique and i look at this as i'm not in a black history space we're making black history today yeah literally Every literally day. that feels like my job you know and i thought about it thought about it, thought about it. i said what can i do that's different i want people to know people that are here right here and i want them to learn things that they would never ever get a chance to learn if I didn't have the opportunity to ask the questions that you want to get out in the atmosphere as you can look up anything. I want the kids to get off of, you know, the, Google. the Googles. Right. I want you to go ahead. Oh, wait, this person actually said these things. So now I can watch them say these things, right. you know, and I thank Harry for the opportunity. So with that, I'm going to remind you that you're uh, listening to Marcy Lynn once again on 103.5 WNHHLP. New Haven Independent Community Radio, and I say community radio because I'm about to bring the community to y'all as much as I can for the rest of my life if I have to stay here. But I'm letting you know, I'm talking with Mr. Sean Reeves, Sean on Deck Reeves, and he is one of the people in our neighborhood, in all the neighborhoods, that has a genuine spirit. Now, if you've never met this man, he does a lot for the community behind the scenes. He's like one of those people. I'm out front now, so I've been doing a lot of work 30 years and now I'm out front and I have no problem with being out front. I mean, I drug Dexter into it. So <laughs> that, you know, kick, he wasn't kicking and screaming, but I always say kicking and screaming. Right. So I really appreciate the man that you are. Tell me a little bit about the things off questions, off your questions that keep you centered. 
the things that you do that keep you centered that you enjoy hobbies besides the gardening like just just tell me something reading. about you reading reading mm -hmm. um, and what kind of re reading do you read? so i read a lot of self-help books mm -hmm. um transformational uh books um past books malcolm x all yes. these things right um books about economic advancement you name it i i read a lot of things that i think will help myself and help my family members and community grow yeah so like if something goes on you go and grab the knowledge on your own um there's a lot of wonderful books give me some titles uh so right now i'm reading the secret of <laughs> powernomics <laughs> powernomics um, by claude anderson okay um again malcolm x mm -hmm. uh marcus garvey mm. and then i have a lot of business books so i'm reading think three moves ahead it's a book about chess and business oh that's so wonderful that makes my job easy because you know i'm a business builder so like trying to build business from the business plan up you know i start with the business plan i have that fight all the time with people <laughs> what's your business plan well i want to do bracelets okay so what kind of bracelets do you want to do i don't know you know so i'm that person i start with you there right. you know and, and then we're in a learning capacity yeah. so a lot of the things we've we've never been taught at school right mm -hmm. our parents unfortunately didn't have the information to share with us um to pass down so as we learn it's our job to disseminate and pass down information mm -hmm. you know one thing i've learned and realized is there's never been a lot of succession building in our community Mm -hmm. for some strange reason yeah um so now we want to be succession planners of right? course we want to have things in place but also take younger um students mm -hmm. children even mm -hmm. younger adults and provide them the opportunity to take the next seat yes right? yes i don't yes. want to sit in any seats for for mm -hmm. five and ten and fifteen mm -hmm. and twenty years because after a period of time things get dull they Things do. get boring and, yeah. and you're not as effective as you used to be when yes. you first walked in the mm -hmm. door. So having a successor, somebody that has great ideals um, and the capacity to keep growing our community is, is what we're focused on now. Listen, you got to have that fire. You got to have that fire. And I'm going to ask you this question, too, because I've just had a whole conversation about educators. Our educators are suffering right now because of our children's mental illness. Mm -hmm. And I really think of the things that you guys do and a couple of other organizations as ways to heal but trying to get that into the schools there this is my thing i always tell everybody and i never care how mad people get if we were to pay our educators what the police get and make them get what the educators get the police would have to really really want to do their job right you know so i just think that our educators are so worth that hundred thousand dollars a year because they're in there educating our kids. They have more time with our kids than we do. So educators are largely important, right? Mm -hmm. um, the mother is the first teacher mm -hmm. in, of, of, a, of a child. Mm -hmm. um, once they get a certain age, they spend eight hours of their day with our educators. Mm -hmm. right? Our educators need to be well-equipped um, to service our children. you know. And at the same time, the education system needs a shift, mm -hmm. especially in this day and it age. It needs a redo. Well, because, you know, when education first came out, there was no technology. Mm -mm. Technology has taken over. It's advanced the world in ways that we, we still can't even imagine. Yes. Our children are born into technology now. Oh, very but the much The education so. system, at least in uh, black communities, 
are not servicing them in any capacity uh, for their future success at the moment, mm-hmm. right? So the school system doesn't really think it's broken and it really doesn't want to fix itself. So sometimes we have to be those people that create and think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is where we are now. Wonderful. So I see we have um, Cameron, Cameron Green, my boy, saying a true advocate. You're a true advocate of our youth and you really are. You really, really are. And Shafiq, I see everybody's up here talking about you. So we have to go back and look. Listen, Edward said that part. Okay, so. <laughs> and that's my better half. Sharing resources. That's how we empower one another. You know what? We have to. Have to continue getting the word out there. We got to say it. We, you, you need, we'll, we'll read those later. And I want you to go on there and respond to these people. Definitely. Because that's going to be in our archives forever. That's why I said I love the fact that this is going to be a black history New Haven. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I know we got your boy Sean Reeves here. And I'm coming for you. Shafiq, I'm coming for you too. Edward, I'm coming for you. You know I'm coming for you, Tani. I need you too. Because you're one of the educators of our little, little kids. So I need your input. But I wanted to take that time to acknowledge the people that are actually watching live. You'll be able to watch it again later if you just search Marcy Lynn on YouTube. But it'll be also, I'll send you a link so you can send it to everybody. Well, you know how I, I'm everywhere. I'm going in your group whether you want me to or not. Put my stuff in there. As you should. Okay. I need to know, what was your childhood like? Oh, man, my childhood was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I was raised in a single-parent household, mm-hmm. um, I come from a very loving family. It's wonderful. A very loving family, um, a very loving community. Mm-hmm. Like. There was no house that I could not enter growing up. You know, everybody's mom was my mom. Of course. Everyone's grandmom was my grandma. <sighs> Your uncles were my uncles. Uh, we had mentors. We, we had everything. Like, I wish I, we could go back there. I wish our children could experience that right Put now. Put the phone down. And, and it's not necessarily even about the phone, right? It's just about having people in place, right? We're so disconnected from one another now. Next door neighbors hardly speak. You know, um, it's hard to tell a, a, a youth that's not your own child something without their parent um, being upset most of the time that you mm-hmm. that you might have reprimanded them for doing something that they should not have been doing. Yeah. Right? And then once they're in prison or, you know, under the ground, um, then they realize that they needed more help. Yeah. Right. So we want to get away from that. We want to try and get ourselves back into a space where. We understand that community matters. Mm-hmm. Um, we are community, each are. and every one of us. And without that, you know, our village um, can never really get back to the thriving place that it once was. Yeah, it, it, it's very difficult to get back there because some of our parents, I try to explain to people a lot that we're in an age now, we have to realize nine-year-olds are having babies and their mom's 18 and then their grandma's 30. This is a situation where there's a bunch of kids in a household trying to raise each other. And it ends up being a friendship household more than a disciplinarian household. Certain disciplines were taken away from us because they were working. I tell people that all the time. And they were working. They weren't harming. But someone decided that they, someone decided that they wanted to make it (laughs) harmful. And now we have the situations that we're in. Well, we just call it the system. Right? So again, it's systematic. There we go with the systematic. It's, it's systematic oppression at its finest. Listen, at its finest, because I know 
my mom, all she had to do was give me a look and I'd <laughs> straighten right up. Straighten right up. Okay? You could always ask about the glove. Ask my ask any of my siblings, niece Dexter Marvin. What's the glove? The glove is all she has to say, don't make me take the glove out. You know my mom <laughs> is this little tiny thing, but nobody's messing with mom's glove. Right, right. You know, my dad and and he he's the strength. You know, he would go to work, bring home his check, do what he needed to do, mm-hmm. and that's what we saw. So we had, you know, a, a two parent household, but we fought. We fought, you know, I, right. I, all, all the time. You know, we still fight, but we don't fight like fight, fight. <laughs> but well, we talk uh, a lot of junk to each other. All of that stuff is encouraged because it allows, it's healthy debates in households, mm-hmm. right? We don't call them, some people call it fight, and we just call it, it's a healthy debate inside of a black family. Of course. Right? Um, we don't operate like every other ethnicity. We operate the way we operate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a culture and a way of doing things. Yes. And if you take it away from us, then how can we be successful at continuing to do what we do? It's impossible. Right. So we have to get back to a place where we're empowering ourselves, even when the system doesn't want to empower us, because right mm-hmm. now we're losing and we're failing our kids. Oh, our kids boy, are big dying time. Big because time. we've allowed the system to mm-hmm. depower us. Yeah. So, I mean, we can fight the system and we could fight it by, like I always say, getting a seat at the table. Shout out to Robin and, <laughs> and Gary, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and others. Um, I just—I'm sorry. I just thought about Q when I when uh, I just—I'm sorry. That—that <laughs> that, it just—I just got chills thinking about him. Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace. Definitely, definitely. Um, and such a tremendous loss. But we have to realize that you can get a seat just by loving New Haven. You can get a seat. Even if it's a small seat, and get yourself a voice. I said you d- you don't have to know the jargon or rigmarole of the laws and all those things. All that comes with time. You learn as you go. Do not have a problem being wet behind the ears because there's going to be someone that's going to will be willing to give you that paper towel to get the sweat out. <laughs> Every person that's in a position of power yes. was once wet behind the ears. Yes, yes. When they got into the seat, they did not know everything. Mm-hmm. They had mentors that were teaching mm-hmm. them as they went along, right? And they yes. had to have the capacity to learn and the willingness to do so. Yes. Right? And the thing about what we're promoting now is if we're not at the seat mm-hmm. and sitting at the table, mm-hmm. then normally we're the food on the table. Aren't we? Listen. And we're being planned upon. Mm-hmm. And right. you know how we are with food. We are greedy with it and we throw half of it away because we just have too much of it. So right. come on now. Right. Come on. Right. So you call yourself a superhero. I need to hear this because I have always just thought of you. Like I see you with the bald head. And you're out there. There's a couple of y'all out there. Y'all don't even have to have capes. You just have to be there. So I call myself a neighborhood superhero now because of I was once a destroyer of my neighborhood. Mm. You know, I was selling drugs on the corner. I was shooting guns all the time. I'm um, doing a number of things as my during my adolescence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for not knowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and once I really started knowing and realizing, mm-hmm. I decided I was going to be a change agent. Mm-hmm. So I call myself a superhero. That's wonderful. Um, and I look at things from a superhero perspective because growing up, I used to watch the Justice League. Oh. So it was not just one superhero. <laughs> it was a league of a league superheroes of... that were saving the world and yes. saving the galaxy. Yes. Right. 
Yeah. So they yeah, weren't yeah. just saving the world, they were saving the galaxy. And we mm-hmm. have superheroes all around our community. Isn't that something? Um, that most people don't recognize, mm-hmm. but they do so much tremendous work. Yes. Um, we want to try and highlight them all. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm here. That's what I'm doing. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. I want people to make sure that, you know, they tune in. I'm glad that this is like on YouTube forever. And I was so funny because I didn't even realize. I just turned on my TV one day and go to YouTube and go, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I know it's me here, <laughs> you yeah. know, but it's it's really cool. It's so wonderful, and I'm glad that you call yourself a superhero. And anyone that's out there that's doing the work, do not hesitate to give yourself the glory, because you're not going to get it. You're going to get more haters than anything because you're doing things that people want to do, and you just have to keep going. Don't let them destroy what 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 is in you. It's in you, right. and I know that you don't let anybody destroy anything as far as you know what's in you. I have seen you at, oh my goodness, so many places. I can't even think. Like, we run into each other all the time, but we've never had a chance to have the conversation. Really sit and, down and I said, that's why we're going to have this conversation live. Thank it, you. Needs to ha- it needs to happen. Thank you. It needs to. So, I want to hear how you view police right now. And then we can have a real discussion for, like, a, I think we have about 10 minutes or so, 10, um, 15 minutes. So, police are public servants. I view them in that capacity. I don't think all police are bad. Um, I think that we need to build relationships and really understand people as human beings first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of police officers that police our community that aren't from our community, mm-hmm. don't understand our culture mm-hmm. and the way that things um, operate here. And we need to really give them a lot more insight and they, sh- they probably should get the most training. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we need mm-hmm. more community police, police that grew up in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. that know families in our neighborhood, and that can, that are willing and will be willing to operate outside of that normal blue box, right? Um, I'm not saying that uh, they're the best, and I'm not saying that they're the worst, but they have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And as a taxpaying citizen, uh, we should be able to trust those public uh, officials to do their jobs the way that they should really protect and serve protect and serve but um that doesn't mean um oppress our children and oppress us in communities that doesn't mean you know uh tons of random stops just because we're black right it means doing the job the way the job is supposed to be done yes 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 and we we can change that too we have to stay committed right stay pushing um, for what we want and what we need in our communities. It, and then yeah, really. we have to really inspire and encourage our kids to to want to be these public officials. At one time, my daughter wanted to be a police officer just because she used to be in the backseat of the car and say, Daddy, you're speeding. I'm yeah. going to pull you over <laughs> once, I, once I get older, right? Yeah, I'm going to be a Encourage cop. her to do that, you know? And I encourage told her, her to do of, that. Course, yeah, of course, of course, of course. Um, firefighters, all of these kind of officials... Uh, these titles and these mm-hmm. positions are are looked at in a, a negative way in our community, and they're not. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. good careers. Um, they provide for families. Mm-hmm. Again, we just have to see how to navigate and get around some of the negatives that are currently affecting our community. Yeah, not just in New Haven, but across the country. Mm. You know, so Chess has taught me about relationships. Yes, yes, yes. Every piece on the board. Um, has to have a relationship with other pieces in order to win. Right. Right. Yes. If you don't utilize uh, those pieces in a relationship capacity, there is no win for you. 
Yeah. Right. And if we don't utilize relationships with uh, law enforcement, city officials, etc., etc., it's going to be that much tougher for us to win. Mm-hmm. Rob Davis says, um, "We need the police, just like we need edu- educators, but we need the right police." Right. I'm and not saying get rid of the police. I'm saying we need the police, but we need the right police. They need to be trained properly, and understand the culture. Right. So that way, they don't think that certain things that are not are. Yeah. And to so, a certain extent, we need to learn how to govern our own community definitely. because we shouldn't have to have 300 police officers in that a community sure. that's not. Uh, committing a, tons of crimes, right? I've mm-hmm. driven Uber many years, and I've gone to mm-hmm. s- uh, cities in in Connecticut that only have volunteer police forces. And yes. I'm like, what do you mean a volunteer police force? Like, no, nobody's volunteer. really on the police See, they, payroll. They volunteer. Yeah, um, that's why I'm saying if you have to really want to do it. Yes. You know, right. and you know they they come, they go into detective, or they come and they uh, go through academy, and then they go move over to Hamden or uh, they move over to Stan- like Stanford or Greenwich and things like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I understand that. Mm-hmm. I understand that because, you know, some people are there for the money. Um, Levi Lewis says, keep up the good work, Mr. Reeves. Blessings to you. Blessings, right. blessings. And there's uh, a couple other uh, chats there that you can read later. Um, but I love my community. Your community is just wonderful. You know, well, I-, I love them. Our community is amazing. Amazing. They've shown me much more than I could probably ever imagine, right? Um, they've given me the ability and the compassion to fight through nine years of depression mm, and mm, still um, maintain. Listen, like when I say, I, I coulda could, shoulda, I, I I couldn't I couldn't put a value on them because Mm-mm. they're so invaluable. It, I wish that every single person in my community mm-hmm. could feel the love that I feel from this city. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, we be a yeah um, it's amazing it's yeah. amazing i mean people that i've never even <sighs> met before you know uh, they throw me lifelines all the time you know you're giving me chills because i'm thinking of the fact that i did this and did not realize that people were going to say yes so easily i was thinking oh nobody really knows who i am knows what i do they just see me you know black lives matter my protest this that and the other but wh- i started reaching out to people now people that i didn't even reach out to were coming to me and i'm going Oh, wow. I booked up until May. I have to change, switch. Yep. Harry's like, are you coming? I'm like, do you think I'm not coming? I give him like two months in advance <laughs> of guests. And he's like, are you, listen. You're a neighborhood superhero. New Haven is dope. I don't care what nobody says. And yeah, I'm going to go back dope. Because 50 course. years of hip hop. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back to dope. We're one of the model off. cities for the country. We are. Right. And people don't even know yeah. that. Like New Haven is one of the model cities for the country. And you got to remember, Connecticut is big. One of the biggest, smallest states. We're smaller than a lot of states, but we have a lot going on in Connecticut. Definitely. We have the best civil rights. We have criminal <laughs> justice. We have forensic science. Come on now. Yep. You know, and yep. it's not always about Yale either. No. You know, it's about these people that are working outside of Yale that, you know, are willing to work with Yale as opposed right. to working against them. You know, right. sometimes you have to work with people that you might think are your enemies. Right. I get a lot of response when I say that because I mean it. People may think that they're your enemies. This is just amazing. So, and Stephanie Peters says this is awesome. Excellent work. Relationships. Thank you, Steph. It's, a, it's about the relationships and it's about establishing the correct relationships, right? Ain't it? You don't want to sell yourself short. Um, you don't want to sell your community out. So mm-hmm. you don't have to take everything that someone offers you. Mm-hmm. 
but you can uh, build relationships that are well intended and gives you the capacity to keep pushing forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's all we're, we're, we're looking for now. You know, mm-hmm. I, I work with an organization Advocates. called uh, CEDP and it stands for Community Economic Development Partnership. Mm-hmm. You know, the goal is to to bring uh, a much needed uh, push for community residents in, in almost every area. Right. Yeah. Unify effort, though. Um, it's not for programmatic purposes. It's just to unify people and organizations, small businesses and residents to advocate for themselves in yes. every single area that they need. Yeah. Right. And it's it's that that unit that unity that we need. We know? have everything right at our fingertips. We just gotta reach out for it. Mm-hmm. We gotta use it. We gotta be tired in the things that we do. Right. You know, and I have no problem being t- listen, I don't mind being exhausted as long as I know that on the other side, even if I don't get to see it, my granddaughter gets to see it. My right. great granddaughter gets to see it. But that's that's the work we're here for. Yeah. Right. We're mm-hmm. here to lay a foundation mm-hmm. for our children yes. to be successful in yes. um, coming up. We right. can't just watch them and be afraid of them and not have conversations with them. I'll talk to a, a group of young men walking down the street anytime. I don't care if they smell like weed, whatever. I don't, they smell like weed and alcohol. I'm going to have that conversation. You have to meet them where they yeah. are. And yeah. Yeah. These children are not lost and they, they, no. they're not to a space where they don't engage with us. I, yeah. I've never, mm-hmm. in the last 11 years, I've walked this city for two years yes. straight on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And I've ran into children and I talk to them and they stop and they listen. Mm-hmm. And one thing I learned, if you give them good information, they're going to listen to you. Yeah. Um, it might not be something that they could utilize at the moment, but hopefully you plant a seed that can get them to a next place uh, later on down the line. Yeah. You know. I mean, like even in my white night ministry, when we wore the white sweatshirts, we'd be out there like from two to four. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it would just be me and a couple people. But the kids don't want to hear from somebody that hasn't been through something. And that's what happens with mental health. Right. Right, right now, um, a lot of the men- people are just stressed out. Our mental health associates and doctors need mental health help. So who has to help? We have to find the people that have the same traumatic experiences, put them together, the ones that have overcome them. I believe that my my street ministry personally is ex-cons, ex-felon, just every, everything that you have going on. Right. I have ex-prostitutes, have people that have been you know, on heroin, <laughs> people that have overdosed. I am not gonna bring to the street people that don't have the issues in the streets. I'm not gonna be like, uh, you know, not saying anything about being a preacher's kid, but someone that really, really has not had the experience out in those streets to be fearful. Right. Because you have to walk with pride, not fear, faith, not fear. I don't have time to be out here scared. I, I was on Whaley Avenue by the, you know, the uh, spot where one of my um, family members got killed last night. Uh-huh. And it was so funny because we were going, I, karaoke makes me happy, so there's one of those things. So I was just standing there on Blake and Whaley, and I'm just like, this guy walked by. He's like, oh, because I have one of my, you know, fabulous Beyonce wigs on. He's like, oh, beautiful red hair. I said, thank you. I just put it on. You know, so you have to bring the light with you. Definitely. Bring Definitely. the light with you because the kids will come to you. I mean, I have kids that contact me on a regular basis, you know, previously being with Ice Beef. They've grown up now and they have things they need to, adult things. Right. But they'll come to me. They won't go to their mom or dad. They'll go, Mama Marcy, I need to tell you this. I need to. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing the other thing. That's and I that, don't care. I'm always that, there and I'm easily accessible. 
but that's that that's the community that's mm-hmm. the village you know mm-hmm. there were times when i couldn't talk to my mom and mm-hmm. i couldn't talk to my uncles mm-hmm. but i could talk to my my mm-hmm. friend's uncle mm-hmm. or i could talk to my friend's mom and i'm right? sure you have kids that come to you that won't talk to their parents of course mm-hmm. of course and we have to be available yeah right and if we don't know we have to let them know we don't know yeah right but um, at the same time, I always encourage them to build relationships mm-hmm. with their parents because it's important, right? Parents are very important, and if they need help, um, to seek it. Like I, I tell people, I go to therapy two times a week. Listen, two times a week. Mm-mm. One for me, one for me and my daughter. Okay. Um, and if I need some extra therapy, I call those Listen. Those, the therapists up, or I'll I call. I had to reach Edward. out last week. Hold on, Doctor Yusuf, talk to me. <laughs> I um, think I need you. And, and I, I have a ton of of good people in my life isn't it um and they'd never not answer my call if they don't answer they'll call me right back they'll send me a text if i'm in a need um if they don't have for me they always find somebody isn't that something that's Um, see that's the type of people we are right we do the same thing so we have to be able to reach out you get there He's like, I got to reach out to somebody that needs that. I need some help. I can't do this. Listen, it's tax season. I have numbers flowing out of my ears right now. I left a client sitting at my house. You know, I'm like, uh, but I have to be able to reach out to people when they need me. Mm-hmm. So they don't get upset. None of my clients, 400 some, get upset if I pick up my phone during our conversation. So, you know, Harry's giving us three minutes, but I really want you to take the opportunity to take these minutes and tell the community some nuggets that they could share with others and also your contact information, all of your contact information. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, you know how my, forget it. Just right. go to MarcyLynn.com, MarcyLynnJones.com. I can't, I can't. So the easiest way to contact me is uh, Sean J Reeves at gmail.com. And that's S E A N the letter J R E E V as in Victor E S at gmail.com. Um, nuggets. They used to tell me politics was a politics. Mm. I no longer believe that. Mm-mm. I believe that we need to be at the forefront of politics. We need to sit in in political seats, um, and we need to teach politics. Yes, um, to our children, the mm-hmm. importance of it, the reasons why they need to participate in it. We need to get way more younger uh, adults actively involved in the voting process mm-hmm. because these things affect their lives and their futures. Um, therapy is important. We all need it. We should all seek it. And then um, entrepreneurialism mm-hmm. for blacks in the, in, in the community is on an all-time high. I am here business building, and I do not charge for it. I refuse to because you know what my reward is? Mm-hmm. Your success. When you're successful, I know I can go to you for whatever you offer. That's because it. So I have a printing company, Prince on Deck LLC, and that's Prince mm-hmm. with a Z. But um, one thing I do is yeah. I make sure that I service my yeah. community members in a way that yes. they can grow their businesses and be successful. Yes. Thank you so much, Sean. No, thank you for I having me. I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you took the time to spend with us. Because it's not just me. God bless you and I love you. Thank you and I love you too. Glory. <laughs> hey. Hands to the heavens. That's it, man. No weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. 
Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, his spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it go down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day when the glory comes